And good morning. It's not Gary Nolan. It's Scott Van Kirk. Uh, infrequent, semi-frequent contributor to the show. You usually hear me on here with uh, Modern Arms. I fill in for Gary uh, when the opportunity presents itself. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know where he's at. And I don't know who he's with. So don't ask. That's what I got. But we're going to do a one heck of a show this morning. Uh, I've got the Powderhorn crew, and that's what I'll probably refer to them most of the morning. I've got Brian Mays. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, sir? Doing outstanding. How are you? I am excellent. We were just talking before the show how we have not seen each other in years. Well, I tell you, it's been a hot minute. It has. For sure. It has. Uh, both of us got old. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened in that time span. I'm not sure. I don't know what that's about. And then I've got Jared, who is the manager over at Powderhorn. Hello, hello. And I just met Jared this morning. We've got a few firearms to look at, as you know we are wont to do. Um, there's only one so far that I've seen that I'm like, I have to have this. I have no use for it, but I have to have it. <laughs> that so makes it perfect. That's the perfect gun, yeah. Just one more, just, always. Uh, one more, just this one. This is going to be the one, and then I'm going to slow down. Because mm-hmm. never lie to yourself and tell you you're going to stop. story. Yeah, never say you're going to stop. You're just going to slow down. Um, we're going to do a, we're going to have a lot of fun Um this morning, as you who have heard me host before, you know my rule number one for being on the radio is just to have fun. We're going to talk about a few serious things, but um, uh, I hope that you have half as much fun as we're going to have here in studio this morning. Let's talk about hunting. We were talking just a little bit before we came on the air about we got several seasons coming up. Um, Powderhorn is of the of the radio of the sponsors to the show that I've done radio with. You guys are the most sporting centric as far as you got a lot of self-defense stuff going on and handgun stuff going on, but you guys are also the go-to when it comes to bows and hunting stuff. So let's talk about some of the seasons coming up. The Powderhorn does have a long history of being a kind of a hunter's gun shop. It, it, it really is centered more about the hunting arms and, uh, you know, we have the other stuff too, but hunting and hunters is, that's our main customer. So uh, right now we've got, uh, we've got quite a few seasons on the horizon that are getting ready to open up. We've got dove season going to be the first one. That's September 5th or September 1st. And then we've got archery season for whitetails, uh, September 15th. Uh, both of those are, are really big seasons that bring a lot of people out. We're going to have a we have good inventory of supplies to get everybody out in the field safe. All right. So let's pretend that I know less than nothing about dove hunting. Okay. Because that would be true. Okay. So what gun do you use to hunt doves how does it work how many can i shoot what how do how do i dove hunt well you hunt, dove hunt with, a, with a shotgun okay and, that helps. Uh, and you're going to use you're going to use bird shot uh, okay. a smaller shot like a seven and a half or an eight and i think i can wrap it all up with this you can kill 15 dove so you need ten thousand shotgun shells okay at least that that's just to get on started minimum. on a minimum they are incredibly hard to hit um it, they're they fly very 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 fast i, I mean it's like a teal. bullet yeah. and uh th- there's a lot of them that's really really good so that it's a target rich environment yeah. but uh that doesn't mean you're going to hit very many at all there can be five thousand of them flying overhead and you will be lucky to get one or two okay what gauge shotgun uh, any gauge 20 gauge is really really popular because okay. it's light on a recoil most people use a 12 gauge because that's what they've got sure uh, i hunt with a 28 quite a bit uh you can try it with a 410 but uh it's a pretty big challenge okay well and there's really no advantage to doing it with 410 unless you just want to show off because um, 410 shells aren't that cheap oh no no they're very <laughs> they're very hard to find and quite a bit more expensive uh, so 28 probably my favorite uh but 20 and 12 perfect so 15 a day, 
on the wing, re- sky is covered with them, target-rich environment, and be prepared to miss a lot. Way more than you hit. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this sounds... that It's like going out and shooting clay pigeons, mm-hmm. but you're going to miss more. But harder. <laughs> you're going to miss more. And you don't know where they're coming from. Right. Because right. clay pigeons are always going in the same path. Right. They don't change direction. You, you know that they're, they're, they're going to be that way. Yeah. Dove, they come from everywhere, all directions, and they're not flying in a straight line. Dive bombing. It is a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. Is it... Um, it's purely a sport. It's purely for fun. Oh, um, no, they're delicious. Oh, we eat doves, too? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, that's even better. Okay. All right. Is that... Yeah, nothing sort- goes to waste in my field. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's even better. That's even better. They're delicious. I've never had dove. Well, i got to have dove somewhere. You oh, have to bring- you got to. I'll, I'll bring you some. I'll, I will eat them. Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be hunting as much as I can, and uh, you know, we, we usually get a few. So. Like a jalapeno. Oh, that's my favorite way to have them. Dove and, poppers. And mm-hmm. bacon around them, mm-hmm. grill them. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now I might have to go <laughs> dove hunting because I, like, I do like food. <laughs> and it's that's high quality fare, right? Is there. it? Oh, okay. Absolutely. All right. Is that it's kind of up like in the pheasant breast kind of category? Very, very different. Pheasant is probably my favorite, favorite bird that flies mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as what's going to be best on the table. But pheasants, uh, you know, white meat, very, very flavorful. Dove is different than that. It's a dark meat, but um, just delicious in its own way. It has a great flavor. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm intrigued now. I have to have some dove now. I'm well, going to hold you to it. We'll, we'll make it happen. I'll start stalking you at the store. Or, Where's Brian? Where's Brian with my dove? Yeah. <laughs> Stop by. We'll set you up with the new Affinity 3, and am, uh, we'll be ready to go. I'm almost thinking about going dove hunting now. All right. Well, I might bother you for that, too. Success. I heard heard Franklin Island has a lot of sunflowers out. I've heard that same thing. They mow them down. So are doves attracted to sunflowers? They are. They're they're attracted to sunflowers. They like millet. Um, If you can find a spot that has water that doesn't have a whole lot of vegetation at the edge of the water so that they can land in mud or dirt and walk down to the water and get a drink, they'll be attracted to that. Most people... Uh, set up a dove spot by planting some sunflowers and then mowing them down. Oh, okay. And, and puts, them, puts, puts them on the ground for it them. puts them on the ground. And, you know, dove don't like to land on tall grass. They like to land where their, their feathers don't touch anything. And uh, so if you can make that environment, you'll attract dove. I kind of feel like I want to go dove hunting now. And, and, I, and I have a 12-gauge. They're migratory, so when they start migrating, they come from far, far north, and they'll fly all the way to South and Central America. And they they make these flyways, and you attract them on the way by. Okay. So if I, with a 12-gauge um, pump, is there, is there a plug deal? Do we have... Like we dove? do have the plug requirement, so it's three shots total in, in the gun, two in the in the magazine and one in the chamber. Okay, okay, that's easily enough done. And then um, I can miss horrifically with just like a bunch of seven and a half. Yeah, or? seven and a half, eights. Okay. Even nines are fine. Okay, all right. Well, I know I've got a lot. So I'm, I'm trying to calculate in my head the things that I have that would allow me to go dove hunting without scrambling around trying to put equipment together. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever shot trapper skeet? Very li- very minimal, but a little bit. Okay. Have you, have you shot skeet specifically? I don't know the difference. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, they're orange disc the things. Orange discs that are yeah. flying through the air yeah, and you hit them she, and go poof. Right. Yeah, that sport. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, main, the main objective, be way out in front of them. So get your lead practice to be way out in front of them, a good four or five feet often, okay. because they're flying fast enough that, uh, that you really have to lead them a lot. That's, okay. That's the secret to success. Oh, okay. Duly I noted. I say certain areas, you have to pay attention to conf- conf- 
God, the Missouri Conservation has steel rules in effect for their areas, so you cannot use lead shot. Okay. Private areas, I think you can still use lead shot on. Yep. So you just got to be very con- conscious of that when you're going out hunting. For okay. Them. Okay. Is it a specific stamp or is it a small game thing, license-wise? There or? is actually a, a stamp for it. It's the migratory bird stamp available through the, uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation, or you can get it from the app. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Man, I'm kind of intrigued by this. I know I sound like a rube, but I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I'm asking the stupidest dove questions. I know it. Um, I don't There's have no a, dumb questions. I don't have anything. I don't have a, uh, a, a a huge hunting background. At least not anymore. I used to hunt whitetail when I was a kid. It was very much a family thing, deer camp and stuff like that. I stopped uh, I stopped hunting whitetail when I became a law enforcement officer because when you're a rookie cop, it's hard enough to get any time off, and you are not getting deer season off under any. Under any circumstances Under any whatsoever. I remember my first year as a cop, um, my first deer season, I worked 12 or 16-hour shifts that entire week and a half period that would be whitetail back home and everything else like that, just to cover for the old guys so they can go out and shoot deer. I'm pretty sure that I remember Jordan going through the same experience when he became a law enforcement officer. He was, he missed deer camp for a while in those first early years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then I got, and then, you know, marriage and kids and that when i finally did decide to go back to hunting whitetail i discovered that um uh you have to it's something that you might want to prepare for more than a day out because i'm like oh. scrambling around looking for my gear that i haven't used in 10 years well, and you couldn't be more right that's why we <laughs> wanted to talk about it today is to give people you know kind of a reminder or refresher that now's the time to start thinking about mm-hmm. this november's going to be here before we know it definitely and even bow season bow right season's now. right around the yeah, corner right. it's i mean time if to you haven't ready. got your bow out and looked at it get it out now because it is only going to get closer and we're only going to get busier there i mean yeah. we are probably as busy oh. as we can be right sure. now with with bows already, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> how uh, so? With ammo shortages in the f- past few years and things like that, how are you guys set up for ammo as it relates to dove season? Go Great. Ahead. I mean, we 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 got uh, pallets of uh, number seven and a half and number eight. Okay. We're also doing case quantity uh, discounts on if you buy a case of. Uh, 12 gauge, uh, seven and a half or eight. We, uh, we cut you a little bit of a deal on oh, okay. it and help you out a little bit instead of the normal price of it. So plan on a couple cases. Plan on a couple cases. Miss, on a, a, couple miss cases. a lot. You're going to miss a lot. I know how to, <laughs> I do know how to miss. And if you reload your own, we do have a lot of lead shot in stock. Okay. Right too. All right. Which uh, has been really hard to get. I mean, it, lead shot's been really hard to get and we got lucky enough we have some. Okay. Do we think that uh, most of the lead had been being diverted over to make bullets for centerfire stuff or um, just one of those manufacturing lapses? I really don't know what caused a lead shortage as far as a lead shot shortage. Uh, it seems like lead's being phased out industry-wide, well, but maybe it's cost because lead shot is way more expensive than it used to be mm-hmm. uh, to the extent that it, it's not as feasible to reload and and save money anymore when you're talking about reloading shotguns really yeah i know it's it's crazy it used to be all the you know the trap and she- skeet shooters they all reloaded Early all week 90s. long so they go yeah. shooting i weekends. mean you could 
you could reload a lot cheaper. Way, that. way, way cheaper. Now, but, well, that now. makes well, that makes sense because steel requires smelting. I mean, for steel, you have to make steel in order to make it into shot. Lead is lead. Yeah, <laughs> it just has to be formed into shot. Yeah, they, they drop it. They they melt it and drop it through a, a little bitty dripper, and it falls through the sky and it hardens on its way down. Falls in a bucket of water, and now you've got round lead shot. Right. Nothing, nothing easier. But it's been really hard to get. Hmm. But we got some now. Hmm. So we're going to take a break. Brian's pointing at me and like, hey, we got to do commercials and stuff. Uh, great conversation, guys. We're going to talk about a couple other things as it relates to hunting. You're listening to Gary on Guns on the Eagle 93.9. And we're back. Uh, it's uh, Scott Van Kirk. I'm filling in for Gary. He is at an undisclosed location doing undisclosed things with undisclosed people. Uh, you go ahead and make up the rest of the story as it relates to that. It is Powderhorn Day. And I've got Brian. Yep. And I have got Jared, and I'm going to learn your name, even though I didn't make you wear a name tag. Um, <laughs> we are in here talking about a wide variety of things. We've got some great guns to look at. Um, if you t- had already tuned in, we've been talking about the upcoming hunting seasons. I'm learning just a ridiculous amount of things about hunting doves. It sounds like it's super fun, and uh, the bonus is they're delicious. They, they, they really are. <laughs> and it is super fun. It is as much fun as you'll have with a shotgun. It, it's a lot of fun. So... Um, passingly familiar with hunting some other birds ducks and geese and things like that do is this a camouflage thing is this a blind thing is this a bunch of guys standing out in a field wearing funny hats what are we doing well you can wear funny hats if you want to <laughs> i typically do wear camo about okay. a light summertime camo something that's really airy and and you're not going to get overwhelmingly hot in okay uh you want to blend in with the environment that you're in so tans light greens um but mostly dress for the weather and it's hot out there okay yeah and uh, you know as far as a blind you don't really set up a blind i usually pick a an old dead tree and i'll get near that something to break up your your cover up a little bit break your silhouette um they have very keen eyesight and they will flare away from you when they see you but that's okay there'll be another one sure or a thousand or a thousand yeah that you that you can happily miss Absolutely. It's going to be humbling. I'm going to tell you what, you're going to learn how bad of a shot you are when you start shooting dove because you'll miss way more than you hit. Well, I will tell you that the, some of the most important lessons I've learned in my life have always been humbling experiences, not things that I immediately took to or was really good at or in some cases ever got any good at. But um, so, no, that sounds that sounds amazing. <laughs> That sounds ridiculously cool. I'm kind of pumped up about the whole concept here. You might have a hunting convert when it comes. That sounds like something that is a lot of fun to hunt. It is a lot of fun to hunt, and it's a lot of fun to hunt with friends. Uh, You're not going to be really close together. You're going to provide some separation Mm -hmm. on whatever area you're hunting. So you're not really going to be hunting right next to one another, but you'll be in earshot. So you can holler, you know, hey, there's one coming over the north fence line, whatever. And, uh... There's a camaraderie that comes together with it because everybody is going to have the same thing in common. You're all going to miss a lot. (laughs) And you could joke and laugh at each other. (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) He he missed again. (laughs) Well, and I, and those are the type of things that I absolutely love. That's, that is, it's where it is fun, you know, and it should be. I mean, so much in life is not all that enjoyable and not all that positive. Um, So when you can get an experience, that is also delicious, um, where you get to get together with a bunch of good friends and laugh and uh, and have a ridiculous good time. Turn a uh, turn some money into smoke and noise. 
which is missing. <laughs> it's a recipe for perfection right there. I will tell you, if you, a lot of people make a mistake and they'll take their dog with them because they see people with their pointer dog and they're going to go out and hunt quail. I would advise you to not take your hunting dog, your quail, your pheasant dog, into the duck, the dove field because dove feathers are just barely held onto them. And so when when a dog picks up a dove, they're going to end up with a mouthful of feathers. Okay. And they don't like it. <laughs> they don't know they don't like it until they find out they don't like it, and they're quick to tell you that they don't like it. <sighs> so I would avoid taking the dog until you've got you know that your dog is ready to pick up dove and. The, the smart dogs that pick Dove up will roll them over and pick them up by their feet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is a fun little fact that I didn't even think to ask as it relates to using dogs for dove hunting. Okay. So we're walking around picking up our own, provided we hit any. Provided you hit <laughs> any. And the beauty part, they usually leave a, a trail of feathers that, oh. that make them a lot easier to find. Uh, short grass helps, but okay. uh, they'll leave a trail of feathers, and you can you can find them pretty easy. Oh, excellent. <laughs> um, Brian, we got a caller? All right, I think I pushed this button. Hello, Chris. Hey. You're on the air. You know, it's funny you were talking about this, and it kind of brought back a memory. I went dove hunting one time in my life and uh, worked for a guy, and him and another guy say, hey, we'll go, we'll go dove hunting, and we know this guy's got a farm. And it was just kind of one of those fiasco deals that uh, it was in the fall, and it had rained way too much. The guy had not cut the corn, or started to cut it, and we had a little path to walk around, but the rest of the corn was up, so really couldn't see much or do much and so we walk around get all muddy and whatever and finally go you know he says i got a you know clay pigeon thrower. why don't we go back to my house there's some land over there we can go shoot clay pigeons we're like okay so we go do that and we shoot a few clay pigeons and in the middle of that uh my boss wheels around practically straight up goes boom got a dove (laughs) (laughs) right over there Right over the clay pigeon machine, you know, yeah. and and that was it. That was the oh. day. That that was the the dove of the day, and we were done. Wow, so he was a hundred percent shooter that day. Yeah. yeah, well, he he's good at it. You know, it was new for me, but we just did. We the only one we saw the whole day was like, you know, you didn't need a sniper rifle to hit it. It was a far out there, you know. And of course, this deal with the corn hadn't been cut. You know, you didn't really want to shoot them over there. You'd never find them, and there just wasn't anything out there. But apparently, over at his house is where the dove was. So mm-hmm. just hanging out. Yes, sometimes you don't need to travel that far, I guess. Oh, great story. That's fun. That well, is. you know, that was it for me, but anyway. Yeah. Hey, I, it sound, you know what it sounds like? A glorious fiasco. And uh, I yeah, love yes, a good, it was. I love a good glorious fiasco. All right, thanks. As long thanks, as no guys. one gets hurt. All right, thank you, Chris. Thanks, we appreciate Chris. you. So, well, one shot, one kill. There thanks, we go. Thinking, there you go. I, I don't think there's enough meat that they anyone everybody got a bite, but yeah, <laughs> a little bite, a little bite. Oh, <laughs> uh, so how's shotgun stock? You guys decent uh, oh, yeah. shotguns? Oh, yeah. We got plenty. The the uh, go by. I mean, uh, from from a good value style rifle. I mean, something that's that won't break the budget. To uh, we got the the ethoses and the monofeltros of the world i mean they're going to be the the top dogs out there i love the ethos brand i mean it's got the the comfort stock uh recoil pad on them they just are make it for a great shooter especially on a 12 gauge um that ethos is a great shotgun and there's there's a lot of options as far as what shotguns you're going to use the ethos is uh, a lot would call the cadillac i mean they are beautiful you don't really need that just Pappy's old shotgun that's back in the in the back of the closet will work fine. You can oh. do a sh- uh, single shot too. If you oh, want. I was going to say that sounds a lot more sporting. 
All right. Well, um, we are going to close out Dove Talk here. We're going to go to the uh, bottom of the hour break. You're listening to Gary on Guns on the Eagle 93.9. And we're back. You've actually got Scott Van Kirk filling in for Gary Nolan this morning on Gary on Guns. It is Powderhorn Day. I've got Brian. Whoop, whoop. I've got Jared. Hello. And we have been talking nearly the entire show about hunting, specifically about dove hunting. I hope the people that are listening have been enjoying it half as much as I have. And I hope you're learning at least a quarter of everything that I've learned about dove hunting in just the amount of time I've spent with you guys. And I really appreciate it. Well, it's been a lot of fun. It is. It's. I'm super curious about this and kind of. I'm. I'm kind of stoked about it. I'm actually pretty interested about this. Sounds like something that I might take up hunting again. <laughs> well, we would love to see a field. Oh man, I, I kind of want to do this. And of course, the, the you know the added bonus that apparently they're delicious, and I I like delicious. They are positively delicious. Oh. And I know you got some recipes too, and uh, we're not. Share. Yeah, we're not going to turn it into a recipe show. Although it's not the worst idea. That we, uh, to be honest <laughs> with you, in the fall we probably should do a wild game recipe show. That'd be <laughs> a lot of fun. I'd be happy to do that. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, put up some stuff on the uh, Facebook page and things like that. And um, sometimes, and it's there's nothing wrong with it, and it's and it's great, and especially for guys like me that are a little bit more maybe a little bit more in the personal protection arena and stuff like that. We talk a lot of law. We talk a lot of uh, defensive pistol craft. We talk a lot of self-defense. We talk a lot about that stuff. We don't necessarily talk about as much hunting as we probably should on the show because we are. I mean, this is the Midwest. We're, we're in the center of Missouri. People hunt. People hunt. Yeah. People shoot for sport. Uh, and the shotgun sports are another thing that I, th- I think that are, are underrepresented as far as a topic that I wish got a little bit more coverage. I've tried to cover it a few times when I've been on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that the, the shotgun sports are really miss or underrepresented in, in our market as far as what we talk about. And it's so much fun. It's, it's a youth sport. Kids are doing it. Mm-hmm. High school teams, college teams. Um, a lot of fun, and it's a great way to get young people involved with firearms. They learn safety, and they have success. I was I was going to mention that when you when you brought up the shotgun sports um, back in the day when I used to work for Tim over at Learn to Carry, we used to train um, once a month. We would be down in Ozark, Missouri, at Ozark Shooters. Sure, big, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with. Very that. familiar. Yep, and uh, we would be down there doing a CCW class or an advanced defensive pistol class or whatever the case may be. And it'd be a Sunday, you know, afternoon, and the school bus would roll up, and out would go, out would come the high school kids, the 4-H kids, or the FFA kids, or whichever team it was, and they would get out, and that was their afternoon of, you know, of practice, or it was a match, or whatever the case may be in the shotgun shooting sports, and just warmed my heart to see these kids, these high school kids. High school kids, and, uh, and younger, but yeah. just having a ball. Oh, yeah. And they're they're growing every time they go out. They they improve a little bit. They get a little bit better. Uh, their their competitive edge just gets a little bit sharper every time they go out. It's magic to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's and from a participation standpoint, you don't have to be the biggest guy on the field. You don't have to be. It's not um, it's not specific to male or female. It's you don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to um, quote unquote make the team. From a it, talent it, it standpoint, positively level playing field, right. straight across the board from any age, mm-hmm. sex doesn't matter. It, it's you just have a great time. Are you? Uh, oh, we got another call here. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that thought as I rarely have one. Uh, go ahead, David. 
Hey, yeah, Brian was right about the underrepresentation of hunting. The second largest shooting event in the whole country happens True. down at the lake at Lynn Creek, the fall classic every year, with thousands of people participating. Most people in Columbia don't even know it happens. Yep. You are correct. Oh, I believe that, but most of the people in Columbia don't know the Bianchi Cup happens every May. That's either. another <laughs> true statement. People come from all over the, the all world. world. Yeah. All over the world. So this one down in Lynn, is that a shotgun sports thing? It is a shotgun okay. sports field. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's a crapshoot. Great big crapshoot. On the first, the first of September, more rounds will be shot at Doves than in all the tra trap skeet and sporting clays competitions in the entire country Combined. the entire year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are darn too. It is huge. It is huge. And it doesn't matter if you're old, you're young, you're weak, you're strong, and it's a big family thing. It's great to see you guys promoting hunting. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you no, so much for calling you. in, and, and, and you couldn't be more right. It's... it's uh, it, we, we, we need to talk about these things more, and I'm really, really thrilled to have the opportunity today to do so. Mm. Really appreciate your call. Thanks, Dave. Um, well, I'm just the host, Brian. It's you guys' show. So when we want to talk about hunting, we're going to talk about hunting. And I'll keep asking my questions. All right. And um, we're talking about the shotgun shooting sports because I am... Like I said, when I saw those kids pull up in their little in their school bus and they get off the school bus with their shotguns and and they uh, they filter out onto the firing line and they've got their coaches there and they get set up and they got their vests on with their shells in the pockets and off they go onto it. It warmed my heart because that we 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 see so much negativity in the world. We see so much that is negative in the world uh, on the news and everything else like that. We see. Um, Kids, they're going down the wrong path. We see all kinds of things that really don't warm our hearts, okay? Um, but to see that there's this opportunity and everything else like that, I, it's amazing. And, yeah, we keep talk, we talk I, about this whole show. I really time. wish they would bring it back to all schools and all platforms of schools because, you know, that's, that's where you learn gun safety at. <laughs> Right there is going out in the field, knowing what you're supposed to be pointing at, when you're supposed to be able to put your finger on that trigger, how to load it, how to function it. It it brings everything. You know, I mean, if I wasn't brought up into hunting, I, I probably wouldn't have known what sure. to do with a gun. And it, it taught me respect of a gun, you know, and once that once you pull that trigger, whatever comes out of the end of that barrel, handgun, shotgun, rifle, whatever. You can't take that back. It's and not coming back. It, you know, so it taught me much respect for for weapons. You know, and then bringing into the future of of running powder horn and everything like that. You know, I mean, it 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 fueled the fire for me when I was a kid to be able to get in the hunting field and everything like that. Just going out mm -hmm. trap shooting when I was younger, I and loved it. Another experience that I, I want to talk about when it comes to the kids and the in the shotgun sports is the safety the safety aspects of, of safe gun handling, that's a great opportunity where that can be taught. And it's taught usually by the coaches who mm -hmm. know what they're doing. So the, a lot of the kids have got previous experience. But for the few that don't, they get instruction right there. And it's, it's real time, <clears throat> and it's for real. And they get to uh, learn proper gun handling techniques, proper safety etiquette, and uh, and then go do it in real life right there on the on the trap field phenomenal well i uh wanted to be a good radio host and not uh interrupt and when jared was talking one of the things that popped into my head you you just brought up is probably the majority of the kids that get involved in it probably do have somewhat of a hunting background or a family that is into into firearms and things like that but what about those few kids that get the opportunity 
they go, hey, I'm going to go try this. I don't know jack about this. I'm going to go try this, and the coach teaches them how to do it. And, heck, they probably turn out to be pretty good at it because they're a blank slate. They don't and, have any bad <laughs> habits. That's and, right. Um, um, that is, that's the future of all of this is to get these kids involved, in, involved and interested and doing the doing this instead of the hundred other things that aren't good for them um, and aren't 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 future looking in regards to having a good successful and happy life so yeah i i well, love the idea. grown adults i mean when i was a shotgun instructor for the uh, state of missouri uh corrections you know teaching somebody that has a blank slate that's never been in it mm-hmm. will pick up a sport mm-hmm. 10 times quicker than most people that that probably hunted most of their life that's oh, never sure. picked up sure. a, or that's always yeah. picked up a gun that's might have had a few little bad habits. oh i mean as yeah. an as an instructor myself i will tell you that if if you give me one person who walks up and says the famous line, oh, I've been shooting my whole life, mm, versus right. someone who says, I've never even touched a gun. Give me the person who's never touched a gun. Sure. Give me the person who's never touched a gun, and I will turn them into someone at least as good as me, probably better, because mm-hmm. I have bad habits. Yeah. yeah. So do I. <laughs> and we all do. We've developed them over a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, man, I like, are you, are there any schools locally that participate in oh, the shooting shotgun shooting sports, I'm a guessing there's a lot of them. I'm guessing yeah. it's the smaller ones. Most of your rural community schools, you know, Ashland, your Hallsville, Centralia, okay. uh, but Mizzou has. I, I'm aware of that. I met years ago. I don't even remember where I was. I met um, a couple of young ladies that were here on scholarship. Yeah, absolutely. For the shooting sports, and I was like, I had no idea. I had no archery idea. Archery too. Yeah, so I, I was so glad to hear that. <laughs> College shotgun sports is a big, big deal. Uh, the Mizzou team is phenomenal. Lindenwood and St. Louis has an extraordinary team. Uh, they just they perform at the top of the level every year. Excellent, excellent. I'm loving all of this. So Brian is pointing at me and telling me we got to do a commercial Uh-oh. again, which is really kind of you know harshing my mellow as it relates to me talking about all this stuff with the guys. But we are going to go to break. You are listening to Gary on Guns on the Eagle 93.9. And we're back. You're actually listening to Scott Van Kirk. I just wandered in off the street and started talking on the radio with these other two guys from Powderhorn. Um, I've got Brian. Hello, hello, hello. And I've got Jared. Hello. And we have been doing a number of different things that uh, is a little off format, which I'm totally loving. We're not, we don't seem to talk about hunting. We don't seem to talk about the shooting sports um, as much as we probably should because this is great radio. Um, and I'm learning a lot. And most of my questions, I don't sound like a complete idiot, just a partial one, which is the same way I always do radio. Uh, let's talk about archery season, bow, uh, bow season for deer. All right, bow season starts. Uh, what is it? September fifteenth now, ain't it? Yeah. Um, wow, it's coming around the corner quicker than I, well, I can think about it nowadays. Um, super, super great time of the year. I would suggest if anybody's wanting to get their bow out, bring it out now. Get it in. Get it checked out. Let's let's get it. Make sure it's it's ready to hunt for the fall season. Because before you know it, it's gonna be here. And well, I have to imagine that there because there's only so many hours of it in a day, and you're only open for so many hours in a day. That if you need to get that bow tuned up for the upcoming season, you need to get in. Yeah, and you need to call in. You need to get in. You guys do appointments or. Um, no real appointment necessary. I mean, most of the time, it, between me and one of my other Bowtechs, we can usually get them knocked out pretty quick. We are starting to get 
piled on pretty quick with new bow strings. We've got a pretty in. big backlog yeah. of service yep. bows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, the sooner the better. I will say okay. that because okay. uh, you know that is probably one of the biggest opening days of the season next to rifle. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that love to bow hunt mm-hmm. and. There ain't nothing worse than that first morning you go out there and you haven't checked your bow out really, or you maybe shot it once or twice, and the first time you go to pull it back on this nice, beautiful, majestic buck sitting there, and you shoot it, and it's... There's some sort of funny twang sound, and it doesn't yeah. quite work out. <laughs> yeah. and, and we do hear those stories every, every season, and it happens every year, so I want to take this opportunity to encourage people to get their equipment out now. And and go shoot. Spend some time on the range. Shoot your bow as much and as often as you can. Uh, try to work up to 50 arrows a day, 60 arrows a day, 200 arrows a day, and shoot a lot. Get your skills sharp because every year people come in and they'll tell a story how they were out in the field, they took their bow out of the case, they went out hunting, they have an opportunity, and they can't draw their bow. Whatever reason it is, the clothes were too tight, the poundage was too big, the tree was in the way, they can't physically draw their bow. And that's, it happens, but we can prevent that. And uh, this message is, get out and go to the range. Go to the range, go to the range, go to the range. I would say I probably, um, on a day-to-day basis, without shooting somebody else's bow, I probably, at least 20 to 30 shots on my own bow at the shop, you know, right after we close, you know, get a few minutes in where I can get some reps in. But I shoot so many other people's bows, tuning them up, getting them shot, shooting right, and everything like that. I I, I probably put in over a hundred shots a day. Oh, easily, like. yeah, easily. So you you folks down at Powderhorn, you guys have got an indoor bow range. Yes, sir. Okay, how's that work? If I somebody who, somebody who's already established and owns their own bow wants to come in and shoot, how does how does that work? Well, it's really easy. Uh, we have a $10 range fee. Um, so you, you come in and, and you you bring your own equipment in and you just want to shoot for an hour. Okay. Uh, just bring us a $10 range fee. Uh, that We've had to move that up a little bit. The The backstop targets have gone through the roof. Uh, oh, so it's 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 many, many thousand dollars to replace our backstop, which is, we just did it. So we've got a brand new backstop. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can come shoot to you puke. I mean, you, we got targets sitting there. I think they're like 25 cents or 50 cents. 25 or 50 yeah. cents, depending yeah. on the target. Put up a brand new target. If you need if you need help, we've got a great staff that's able to help you, walk you through steps, troubleshoot, diagnose, uh, help you sight in if your sights are out of adjustment. Sighting in a bow is a little different than sighting in a rifle or a pistol. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of backwards, really. Because you move the front sight rather than move the back sight, so okay. people get thrown off by that. Your sights, if you're shooting high, everybody always makes it shoot higher, <laughs> and, and we can help with that. Okay, okay. Here's a and, and with absolutely zero prep because I didn't ask you guys about this in the break or anything like that because it just occurred to me, so I'm going to run my mouth about it. Um, run me through one if you even have anything that would allow you to do this. But what's your best thoughts on what if? you've never shot a bow before and you want to learn how to shoot a bow how does one go about that come in and see us come in and see us we'll we'll sh- put you in a bow set, kind of set it up to your draw length set the poundage where you need it you know and have you pull one back you know i mean it's it's as simple as that we'll we'll teach you the basics of how to get started on it i mean oh. it it's okay. it, we're not just somebody there 
Uh, unfortunately, I, I say it like this. We're not the big box stores. We're not going to just hand you something and say, here, have a nice day. Good luck. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you how to uh, get the basic functions of it. We're going to set you up on on the correct arrows for, for your draw weight, for your for your draw length, and, and get you to where you're capable of making a shot on a piece mm. of paper mm. in 20 yards. And usually we can do it within about an hour, hour and a half. You Interesting. Know, you know, it, it's, it's, I say it's not that hard, but it's, 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 it can be troublesome sometimes, okay. but it's just getting somebody in there and, and teaching them the basics and the motions of it. And you can get them hunting. You can get them shooting. You know, mm. even if you're not wanting to go deer hunting, there's, you can get into a bow just for the for the sport of it and shooting a bow there's there's places around here in columbia that are free to go to too and just go out to shoot to see how far you can shoot out what we got a range that's 80 yards yeah yeah right here in columbia and it's free to go to interesting so there's a process kind of like in, in your example uh if you're brand new you've never driven a car you go to a dealership, they're not going to put you in a Maserati. Mm-hmm. They're going to start you out with, with something small and, and teach you, and you're going to build your way up. So your starting point's not going to be your finish line, but you're going to get to experience the whole process. Okay. Well, I really appreciate that because um, that one just popped in my head. I'm like, okay, we're talking about bows. And personally, I don't know jack about bows, okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. No Robin Hood here at all. I may have shot archery in high school. I think it was still included in gym class back then. Yep. Otherwise, I have never drawn a bow. Well, and um, <clears throat> it's it popped into my head. I'm like, what if a guy wanted to learn how to shoot a bow? <laughs> how do we do that? Well, just come in and talk to us, and we'll help you through the whole process. And, and it's a lot of fun. Archery mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. It's very, very challenging physically, which is is different than than pistol rifle shooting. Mm-hmm. That is more mentally challenging. Archery is both physically and mentally challenging. So you're you're training your mind, you're training your body, and it, it's it's a lot of fun to do. And you'll learn a lot about yourself, and you'll have a lot of fun doing it. And you're using muscles you never thought about. <laughs> I will say that. Well, I'm gonna. I got my piece. I got my notebook here in front of me, and I need to write dove hunting on it, and then uh, learn to shoot a bow. Buy a bow, learn how to shoot it. So I got two things on my goal list, on my bucket list that yeah. have directly come out of the first hour of our radio show. I promise you'll be glad you did both. <laughs> I Well, and I, I've got, a, I mean, I live out on 10 acres up in the northern part of the county and so that's what's not like I don't have room. You got plenty of room. To, uh, to shoot a bow or, to be perfectly honest, that, um, to hunt deer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really interested about it. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate that. So, Brian, again, wants to take a break, so we're going to do that. Uh, you're listening to Gary on Guns on the Eagle 93.9.